the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your time to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as God can't forgive me as a sinner because who, who, how do I pay that price of sin? The wages of sin is death. I've nothing, I, I, I'm, I'm lost. God can't forgive me because there's this, this, this sin gap that's, that I, that I, there's nothing I can do. What can I do to God to, to usher in forgiveness for my soul? That's why Jesus came. He died on the cross. He said, it is finished. The Bible says, the King James says he gave up his ghost. He gave up his spirit. It says done, paid in full, paid in full. So maybe you need to do that this morning. You need to repent. You need to repent and believe the gospel. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the fourth and final part of this faith-filled message from Pastor Shane titled, Small Hinges Open Big Doors. Revivalist preacher Charles Spurgeon once said, My faith rests not in what I am, or shall be, or feel, or know, but in what Christ is, in what He has done, and in what He is doing for me. Today, Pastor Shane encourages you to trust in the Lord with all your heart, not to rely on your own perspective in life, but rather fully placing all of your faith in the Lord Jesus today. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. People, even they come to church, I can tell they are just full of hate, evil desires, and covetousness. What's the big deal about that? Covetousness. Well... I should, I should have really, I don't, I want to be clear here too. Paul, although unbelievers will read this, guess who he's writing to? He's writing to a church in Colossae. You, me. And sometimes we, oh boy, oh boy. That's for unbelievers. Well, no, because he knows it will destroy you. So get rid of covetousness. What is that? I want that Lamborghini. Pastor Abram talked about in the message. No, I don't really, but. Now the Dodge Rebel, 6.7, 2,500 diesel, $125,000 Dodge Ram. I see that. I'm like, mm, that's right. But that's what covetousness. I'm not going to be honest with you guys anymore if you don't give me some grace. But I know I can't drive that and pull up in it, right? And this, it won't look good. So, so, um, what, what, what am I doing? Covetousness, covetous. Oh yeah, so you want something that someone else, I want, if I could have their spouse, 
I wish I could have their spouse. Honey, you don't see even half of it. You, you, you think everything's good? You don't know what they deal through, what they've been through. Oh, if I could just have that marriage like that. If I could just, if I could just have that job or that house. And, and, you know, it's one thing. Okay. You think it. Okay. Lord, that would be nice if I get a better. I mean, who wants to buy a house in the future, right? Good luck. I feel, I do. I feel for the young adults. Really do. They'll be living with their parents for a while. I won't get into all that. But well, but if you look at the interest rate and the price of homes, you know, a house that was twenty five hundred is now four grand a month in in two years because all that interest you're just paying it's a waste of money, complete waste of money paying interest. Now, I gotta say something because people are buying a house right now. So buy a house if God's put that on your heart and you can afford it. <laughs> All right. See, I assume that when people hear things, it's just like, well, obviously this doesn't apply to me. Because my mom used to do that a lot. She goes, she loved me to talk about fasting. She loved me to talk about morning worship. Uh, she loved for me to talk about, man, get at that altar. But people get upset at me. My mom never came to these things. But she knew, obviously, she, I mean, so I think people just use me as an excuse because so they don't have to seek God harder. Blame the messenger. That's been tried and tested for, for millenniums. And so he's telling the church, but this is real therapeutic for me today, by the way. This is a, this is a good service. I just got it all out there. <laughs> no, don't clap. Don't clap. My motives are not always pure because I hope some of those people go back and listen to this later. Right? I can tell them off. That, that's why they call it the bully pulpit. So put to death, don't consider it, don't fool around with it, put to death covetousness. So if repent. That's why I think this altar should be full at every service. Because we come in here acting like, I've got nothing to give up, I'm doing great. That's true. Sometimes it is, Will, thank you. Is, are you here? Is that Will? Of course. Maybe more full. Is that proper English? Property more full, more full, and backed up. And because, Lord, I'm I'm surrendering afresh. I'm getting. I gotta give this up. If I would have just married that person, or if I would have just went there, if I would have just went to that school, I covet. You know, if I would have just finished graduating, or if I would have just, oh, if that would have been me. And 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 covetousness. What it does is it eats you. It eats you from the inside out. And I just told my oldest, I said, just don't look, don't be on Instagram stuff too much at all because it's so unrealistic. These people are miserable and they're painting this picture. So what I finally did is I sent them a, uh, it's called a, what is that? Some, uh, um, social media influencer studio, like in the Philippines, where they got all these girls, like in a jail. 30, 40, 50 of them. They all have their own studio and they're all making these videos about clothing and they're locked. They're not locked up, but it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this like, uh, just this system where they're not happy. They're, they're, and they're paying them to make these videos. And we think, Oh, look at that. That is so awesome. No, they're in a little cubicle in the Philippines. Do not covet. One bad thing about social media is we covet. 
I don't remember if you knew, but a few nights ago when Alex was filming up here, he said, hey, guess what? We had 3,000 people watching just on TikTok. Because people are sharing it, right? And so it's, there's some good things there, but if you let that become your standard, how to dress, how to act, how to conduct yourself, what your goals should be, what your, what your ambitions should be. Look, I want to be a, look at this guy makes a hundred thousand a month on YouTube. I want to be that influencer. No, you don't. You want to work your tail off and earn your money. So it means a lot to you. You want to work hard like God says it. Don't, don't these fly by night, you know, type of, of, of endeavors and these quick get rich quick schemes all because of coveting. Many divorces, if you look often at the root of it, it can be covetousness. I want something different. And he says, which is idolatry. And because of these things, because of these things he just mentioned, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Now, I don't think the church were referred to as the sons of disobedience. But I think what he's saying you know, correct me if I'm wrong later, because of all these things that you're allowing into your own heart, God's actually going to judge the wicked because of these same things. They're not right with me, so they're going to be judged because of it. But why should you, children of light, children of obedience, engage in these things that the sons of disobedience are doing, in which you yourselves, you once walked You once walked in them. So in a nutshell, if I could sum this up, he's saying, why are you going back into the enemy's camp? Why are you willingly back? Remember those things? And and I have asked anybody here or that's on staff or volunteers, maybe too much so, too much grace, believe it or not. Like just, you know, let them keep serving. Let's do this. Let's, you know, tons of grace. Let's build them back up. Let's, 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 because I understand that it's a battle every single day of our life. And so Paul says, don't go back to those things you came out of. Remember, you worked so hard to come out of them. You came to the altar even. You got into the Word of God, and you felt the fire of God. It's, oh, Pastor, I'm doing so good. And then months go by, and those things begin to draw you back. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from these choices that keep pulling me back away from you, Lord? He says, make that decision, repent to them, put them to death. You don't play with something that's dead. If you put it to death, don't resurrect it. People are confused. Shane, I thought my sins died at the cross. They did, but you keep digging up the bones. Paul goes on to say in Romans, whoever you choose to obey becomes your master. You can choose sin, which leads to death. Or you can choose Christ, righteousness, which leads to life. You choose. You choose. Why walk back into the enemy's camp? Ephesians goes on to say, Therefore, I am the prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. I beseech you. I beg you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. Don't we need to hear this from time to time? I know I do. I need to be woke up from my slumber sometimes and and realize the word of God is sharper than any sword. It goes in and it hits you because it loves you. It wakes you up when you're asleep because God knows that these little things will be the things that take you out. I'm trying, Joe. 
Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, again, I beseech you, walk worthy of the calling. See, we're worthy. We're God's children. We're saints. So he says, walk like that. Remember who you are. Walk like that. Walk like you're chosen. Watch like, walk like you're a king's kid. Walk like that. You might feel like the enemy's pushing you down and, and discouraging. Oh, you blew it. God can't use you now. Well, hello. If that's the case, I'll, I'll go sit down right now. I'll retire. I'll hand in my resignation. Because God takes broken people and rebuilds them and rebuilds them. He takes broken people. It doesn't mean you stay in your mess. It means you repent and get out of your mess. And then guess what? Now I can pull others, people up. Taking those thoughts, Captain. I'll share something with you too. Years ago, when we first came up here, a family was coming, then they stopped coming, and they said, oh, that church is just all about it. It's an addiction church. So, Carrie, you guys remember this? Yeah. And see, that still discourages me. Seven years later, like, I better not hit on that topic too much. People think I'm, you know, and I got to fight those thoughts. God will use Christians to shoot fiery darts at you. Did you hear what I said? That's why people think I'm arrogant. No, I'm just careful who I listen to. You're going to come tell me something about my heart? You don't even know me? Be careful. Like I said, it's a very therapeutic service, I'm telling you. <laughs> this one, this one. <laughs> but again, I'm just sharing stuff that God's been putting in my heart all week, and it's important to, how, how even I get hurt by words. How I get, like that conversation I had with the family member, you know, just this week, or I talked too much about fasting. I t- if I didn't know what, I told my wife what this week, if I didn't know what God's, has called me to do, I would be locked up in an sale asylum. Because you, you want to hear this? Oh, you want to hear this? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I was too this. I was too that. I talked too much about fasting and I, I'm too much about obedience and too much about the Holy Spirit. Holy cow. What, 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 what do you want me to say? What would you like to hear today? Please tell me what you like to say. What do you want to hear? Oh, that, that offended you, but that encouraged you. Well, should I not do it that way next time then? Oh, that, that, you offended me. You didn't, but then, but I'm paralyzed. If I listen to the opinions of men, and I will not. Pastor Abram sees it. My wife sees it. Core group sees it. I'll show you emails where people will leave here. They'll list seven things I do wrong. And I ask, do I need to work on these things? I go to our elders. Do I need to work on these things? No, no, no. Keep saying it. They just don't want to hear it. So my point in all this... No, I just heard, see, three weeks ago, you used sermons to tell people off. Well, hello, I'm just opening up and being honest. See, I can't even say what I just said. 
because somebody will get offended. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. My goodness, grow up. God is convicting you. Shoot the messenger and and God's word will still go out. So no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles in the futility of your mind. That's why I said that. That's where the enemy attacks my mind. I don't know even how I keep up with these slides. That you put off, okay, last verse. That you put off concerning your former conduct. That you put off concerning your former conduct. What does that mean? Put it off. And be renewed in the Spirit. And put on. See, anytime, here's the key. You, we teach this in nutrition all the time. As soon as you get rid of that junk food, you better put something good in. So once you put something off, you've got to put something on. Put on the new man. So I'm putting off the old man. Okay, I'm coming to the altar or later to, I'm, Lord, I've got to crucify these lusts. I've got to give this up. You've been, I'm, I'm putting all of these things off. I'm leaving them here. And then when I leave here today, I'm going to put on the new man. I'm going to get that daily devotion. I'm going to grab Oswald Chambers and read what he has to say every single day. I'm going to make time, make time not for Cinemark or Voodoo or Video Prime or whatever, Netflix. I'm going to put God's Word on my calendar. Put it on the calendar. Do you know I, I started 20 years ago. It's on my calendar. That's what I do when I get up. We have to, you're a pastor. No, I was working my tail off digging ditches when I started this. Leaving the house at 5.30 in the morning. Don't lecture me on I can't fit it in, I can't squeeze it. If you want something bad enough, you'll fit it in. You'll fit it in. Remember when Black Friday was something? These people give up 2.30 in the morning, hit Starbucks by 4 a.m., and they'll be in line all day long to spend lots of money telling me they're too tired, they don't have time. Golly. By the way, all the elders, you're here, most of you can email me and say, that was a little too much. So, <laughs> so put on the new man. I'm just going to go, Just I'm going to bring it to an end because we're going long. He basically says, do not grieve the spirit. See, if we had one service, I could keep going. Do not grieve the Spirit. Do not grieve the Spirit. One one thing that stood out is verse 27. Do not be angry. It goes on to say, do not give place what? Do you know, I I, I did a study on on the Greek. What you have to do is not just a word, but like on the sentence structure. Like, is this a passive participle or is this an active verb tense? Meaning is like something we're doing now or is it past that something that already happened to us? And it's interesting studying this. It literally means do not invite the devil in through anger. How many of you after an angry outburst are just broken? I saw the hands go up. The rest of you weren't honest. <laughs> but isn't it hard? 
I thank God he broke that out of me because I was raised in a home that's how you dealt with things. Hearing doors slam every day. Holes punched in doors. Anybody relate? Will, now you're quiet. Come on, help me out here. How many times we have drywallers come over and fix the, the, the drywall or put pictures there? But see, those are angry outbursts. And God can take that away. Maybe, maybe you can come to the, the altar this morning or the prayer room. Let us pray with you. Because I thank God I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I want to be fully. But thank God. And I'll, I'll, you guys should read, you should just read the, these verses at your leisure. He's talked about no bitterness or wrath or, or anger. Be, be, be put these things away from you because what you're doing is you're grieving the Spirit of God. All of Ephesians, read all, all of Ephesians 4 if you can, even tonight. But the point is small choices make a big deal. And it's funny, he goes on to say, be kind to one another, forgiving one another. Oh, that's hard. But when he says this, what excuse do we have? Even as God and Christ Jesus forgave you. So God forgave me. See, that's the thing about forgiveness. It doesn't mean the other person's right. That's why I think we don't want to do it. Oh, I'm wrong. No, it just means, hey, I'm, re- I'm releasing this. Because God forgave me, I'm releasing this. And if you're here this morning and God has not forgiven you, because it says even Christ forgave you, if God has not forgiven you, it's the reason, be- the reason is because He, Jesus Christ bridges that gap. So the grace of God is poured out on those who believe in Jesus. Believe, He took the punishment of God. God can't forgive me as a sinner because who, who, how do I pay that price of sin? The wages of sin is death. I have nothing, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. God can't forgive me because there's this, this, this sin gap that's, that I, that I, there's nothing I can do. What can I do to God to, to usher in forgiveness for my soul? That's why Jesus came. He died on the cross. He said, it is finished. The Bible says, the King James says he gave up his ghost. He gave up his spirit. It says, done. Paid in full. Paid in full. So maybe you need to do that this morning. You need to repent. You need to repent and believe the gospel. Oh, it's funny. I'll share with you. I got an email from Muscle and Fitness, big secular magazine. They want to do a story, uh, interview me, and hopefully point people back to the church website and the church YouTube channel. So God is using that as well. Again, if, if some of these issues, if you need to put something to death, uh, that can be anything. You know what it is because God will show you. If you need to put that to death, the altar is going to be open. Addictions. Maybe, maybe you're confused. Maybe you don't know God confused about sexuality. Uh, did you know we don't look down upon that? We don't, it's, it's sin is sin. Sin is sin. It, we, we don't judge. Oh, I'm attracted to the, to the same sex. Well, that guy has to go get a drink later tonight. That guy can't get his off his oxy. That guy can't stop having angry outbursts. That, I mean, it's, 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 it's a house of God is for broken people. And you love, you know, I love when the, uh, the atheists, the uh, church is just a crutch. And we remind them, no, it's the entire hospital. Uh, we have the emergency ward here. We have uh, critical care. 
we have recovery, we have rehab, we have the glorious prayer room in the chapel, and we're, we, we have everything because we're, we're here to encourage and equip sinners, but also to convict them. That's how the Bible directs us. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.